You're listening to the Cornerstone Word of Life Church podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. For more information on our church, please visit cwol.org. I heard it said years ago by my, my spiritual daddy. I heard him say before he checked out and went to heaven, he used to say on a regular basis, he'd get meetings, he'd say, you know what God's doing today? Well, there's a lot of things people would say, and probably half of them God wouldn't have anything to do with. I said, well, God's doing this, this, and this. Well, if it's not in the Bible, it's probably, you know, you can count on the fact it's not God. But they said, you know what? He'd say, you know what God's doing today? And, of course, we'd all get quiet, even if we knew what he was going to say. He said, he's building strong local churches. I love that. You know, I've thought about that, pondered that lately. He didn't say he's building, and again, this is not saying anything's wrong with that, but he didn't say he's building giant local churches. He just said he's building strong local churches. It isn't that giant ones aren't of God, but it doesn't have to be a giant church to be of God. What's he doing today? He's building strong local churches that know how to flow with the Holy Ghost. I heard him say that over and over and over and over and over again, over again. That's been a long time ago. And I sat there, I thought, well, that's good to know, but I'll never need that because if there's anything I'm not, it's a pastor. (laughs) Now I are one. But I knew when we began to get to 20 years ago, we were, we were praying about where to, what direction to go with our church. And, and uh, I said, Lord, you know, Lord, I, I didn't grow up. I mean, I, well, I sort of grew up in church, but sort of didn't grow up in church. Didn't really get my life right with God till I was in my second year of college. And uh, so I said, Lord, I didn't, I didn't come up around the things of God. I sure didn't come up, up around the Holy Ghost. <laughs> we, we were kind of like those guys in Ephesus. We didn't know what, when... when uh, you know, Paul said, Who, what baptism are you baptized with then? Acts 19th chapter said, well, they said, uh, it was John's baptism, he said something about the Holy Ghost. They said, well, they didn't know, we didn't know that there'd be any Holy Ghost. That's the crowd I was with. When I did get saved, we still didn't know whether there'd be any Holy Ghost. <coughs> you know, I went to one of those churches where they were, scared the daylights out of me. These were, these were wild-eyed, real, you ever been around a real wild-eyed Pentecostal? <laughs> I was in there and I thought, these people are crazy, but I like them. I'm telling you what, you know, I'd had dull, dry, dead, lighting candles and ringing bells and we didn't do that, but I'd been around all the quiet stuff. Man, when you got in church and they were lively, I liked lively church. I had no problem with that. I said, I'm coming back to this place. And I'm Swiss, man, we're, we're dignified, but don't let anybody tell you that. But anyway, um, God, what, you, what God's doing today, now that's been 20 years ago, 25 years, 25 years ago that I was hearing that. You know, sometimes we put time things, time restraints on things. Well, if God's going to do it, he'd done it by now. Well, what if they did that for 4,000 years waiting for Jesus to show up? Well, if he's really going to send a Redeemer, he'd have done it by now. What if they'd have given up 2,000 years into that? No. And so anyway, so we, uh, that's been a long time ago, but... But it's just as, to me, it's just as real today as when I heard, heard it 25 years ago, 28 years ago. What God's doing today is he's building strong local churches that know how to flow with the Holy Ghost. Now, about the time he started saying that, things started taking a little turn in a different direction. About the time he left and checked out and went to heaven, things took a, a great turn in another direction. And, and many local churches began to get bigger in size, but then there was very little flow and move of the Holy Ghost. Okay? And, and just because it's big doesn't mean it's exactly what God's doing. Doesn't mean that it's not. But I'll tell you what, what's God, what, what God's doing today is he's building strong local churches that know how to flow with the Holy Ghost. And somebody also said that I trust greatly in, in the things of the Spirit of God. I heard a number of years ago, I heard somebody say, I, you, you mark my words. You mark my words. I'm going to tell you by the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost churches are going to thrive in the days to come. 
Holy Ghost. Now that doesn't mean that, that doesn't. <laughs> what's, what's it mean to be a Holy Ghost church? Well, it means you just run the aisles every service, jump the pews, and swing from the chandeliers. Well, we're already in trouble because we, there aren't any that we can reach. So, but so it doesn't. It just doesn't. It doesn't. Being a Holy Ghost church doesn't mean a particular. Well, you know that we're always doing this or always doing that. It just means we're always following the Spirit of God. Amen. That if we come in, we always have a plan. There's nothing wrong with having a plan. You don't have to be divinely disorganized to be in the will of God. <laughs> so, really, a Holy Ghost church isn't one that does this, and it's not one that does this. You know, it's like I told our church the other day we were having kind of an interesting service, and I said, "We better watch it. They're going. They're going to tell us we're one of. They're what you're one of those churches." And I said, "If they do, you tell them, Amen. We are." But. Holy Ghost Church doesn't necessarily mean that you're doing uh, this or you're doing this. It just means that the Holy Spirit, you, you have a plan and you follow a plan, but if the Spirit of God begins to flow a different direction, you yield to Him because He's smarter. He gets His directions from the head of the church, the Lord Jesus. So you, you, I'm just telling you, you know, so, so I get around church like this, I feel right at home because I know the Holy Ghost can do anything He wants to do. And it's not going to scare many in here. <laughs> Anyway, we're having a saturation service, <laughs> and I'm all for it. Told, told Pastor just a little while ago, I said, I, we were talking about it earlier today. I said, I need one of those. You know, you can't live on, you know, wild saturation services. You can't live on those, but you shouldn't live long without some. Amen. I don't know about you. First time I got around one of those really wild Holy Ghost meetings, uh, I knew there was a move of God coming, but I knew that wasn't it. <laughs> it's like, no, it's not. And I kept saying, well, you know, this is not my style. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fairly dignified. It's not my style. You know, some folks need that. I don't. Not my style. Well, then I found myself underneath the second row. <laughs> went and finally found my car in the parking lot, went, headed back to my hotel, and I'm going down a four-lane street on the wrong side. I thought I was in England or something. I don't know. But I'm, a, I'm driving home. Thank God. God takes, he takes care of me. There were, there's no, nobody else on the road, thank God. But, but all of a sudden, I found out I don't have a style. That may have not have been my style, but I found out. I, I suddenly realized I don't, whatever the Holy Ghost is doing, that's my style. I'm going to put my, my sails up and catch wherever the wind's blowing. I'm going with him. Whatever, whatever he's doing, I'm going to be doing it. <laughs> you can go back through. You find the, the we call them generals. You know, but you find the, the seasoned ministers, most of them we know of that have gone on over to glory, they're, they're enjoying their rewards now. But one thing I've noticed about so many of these, these uh, um, seasoned ministers that we heard about, hear about, read about, we go back and track their ministries. And one thing I noticed about them is they didn't get stuck in a rut. One thing I noticed is they just always kept their sails up. Even if there wasn't a puff of wind going anywhere, they always kept their sails up where if there's just a puff of wind, they knew enough to just lean into that and go with it. Amen. I decided a long time ago, I'm, I, I'm, wherever the Holy Ghost is going, I'm going with Him. Amen. And there's scripture for that. I mean, remember back there, John had his disciples. And he, uh, Jesus shows up there at the river where he's baptizing. And, and John says, uh, they're his disciples. They're, they're faithful, loyal people, you know. But he says, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world, baptized Jesus, came up out of the water, praying the heavens opened, the Spirit of God descended upon him in bodily form like a dove, and, and so on. And um, Jesus left, and some of John's disciples went with him. Well, my first thought was, well, they weren't very loyal. You know, those are John's disciples. They weren't very loyal. And I thought, no, they were, they were brilliant because they knew enough to know what the move of the day was. 
John was the move of the day as a forerunner, but when he was forerunning for Jesus showed up, they knew enough to pack their bags and follow where the wind of the Spirit was going. So anyway, said all that, say, I just like being around this church because it's, it's, it's st stayed with the Word, flowing with the Holy Ghost, and have a heart for the, mission, for the nations of the world in prayer. You get those four things going, you, you know, you're unstoppable. But anyway, um, in a uh, saturation service, we'll just land on that for a few minutes before we head to the regions beyond. Um, you know, over there in, in uh, Ephesians, Paul writing to the Ephesians, chapter 5, around verse 17, he says over there, um, um, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. So in other words, the only way you don't know the will of God is if you're unwise. That's pretty easy. Now, now he, he didn't go in and give every one of us the perfect will of God for our life. He didn't say, you'll live here, you'll go there, you know. You, no, but he did say, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And then he goes on and tells us what the will of God is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled. See, the thing is, when you don't know what else the will of God is, you can know the will of God. No matter what, you, no matter what you're looking for, no matter what you're trying to find, no matter what, how you're, you're uh, contending to find the will of God for your life and what to do for your, your family, your home, your, your whatever, you can always know the first step into the will of God is to be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be, be filled. Amen. See, if I don't know what else to do, I can stay full. Amen. If I don't know where else to go, I can stay full. If I don't know what I'm supposed to do with my life, I stay full. If I don't know what to do with the service, I stay full. I can always find the will of God. And once I get one step in, the second one ought to be a lot easier. Amen. So anyway, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine and wherein is excess, but be filled. Now again, I'm not a Greek scholar in any way, form, or fashion, but I'm really pretty slick with the Strong's. I'm getting better with English all the time, contrary to what my wife thinks. But anyway, I... That wasn't my best subject in school. But uh, anyway, but says, uh, where it says be filled, most scholars I've read after that do know the original language say that word filled, where it says be filled, it's not a one-time thing, it's a continual word where it means be being filled, be being filled. So in other words, just because you got filled in 1924 doesn't mean you're still full today. Just because you filled your gas tank when you bought your car doesn't mean it's still going on that first tank. If you're going anywhere, you're going to use some up. So you got to, it's be being filled. So it's it, be filled today, be filled tomorrow. But what's, what's God's will when you wake up tomorrow morning? What's God's will? Be filled. What's his will the next day? Be filled. Well, you can always know that. Read the Bible, feed on the word, meditate on God's word. But at the same time, make sure you don't leave off keeping your tank full. My, my mom, she's, she stepped over to heaven about three years ago. And uh, she was, uh, when she left, she was, she was about, she said she, they were told her she was four foot seven. She said, I know they're not right. I know I haven't, gravity has not taken over that bad. She was about, you know, this tall, my mom. And, and uh, but, uh, you know, she, she, I remember a time when she had a, um, my dad got her this, it was a 70, maybe 71, something like that. Got her a brand new Chrysler. Now, if any of you remember, most of you weren't even born then, but if any of you remember back in the early 70s, cars were like uh, small army tanks. <laughs> this thing was blue with a black vinyl top, and it was about 40 feet long. It, thing was, it was a monster, big. And here she is, and that's her car. So really, all, all you could ever see was the top of her head like this driving that car. <laughs> And uh, this was the day of, of um, service stations. Yeah. 
not, not convenience store service stations where they gave you service. They checked your oil, checked your tires, washed your windshield. Them days are gone forever, of course. <laughs> but, but, my, but my mom would, she'd, she'd play, of course, you know, gasoline's what, 250, three, I don't know what it is exactly right now. But, you know, these are the days, and again, this will date me, these were the days when fuel was maybe 30 cents a gallon. I remember it at 19 cents. Around Detroit, man, night, boy, we'd fill up every time we could. But it was about 19, about 30 cents a gallon, something like that. And, but I can remember my, my mom, didn't matter, didn't matter what she did, she would run that tank down to where it was just on fumes. I mean, and she'd just, it'd just get to where there's just nothing left but fumes. She'd been on, on empty for days. And she'd go roll it into a service station, and she'd roll down the window, and she'd go, $2 worth, please. <laughs> And my dad kept saying, he kept saying, J -j just fill it up. Fill it up and then go down $2 worth and go back to the top. Don't run it off the bottom, run it off the top. But you know, next week she'd pull it and she'd go, $2 worth. Never could get that change. He said, you know, when you, when you get that dry, you're going to start sucking. There's junk in the bottom of that tank and you're going to suck it up into the engine. Then you're going to have engine trouble. Just run off the top of the tank, not off. You know, if we could get that across to Christians, most Christians are running off the bottom of the tank, sucking in the sediment of the world and wondering why their engine isn't running right. Things aren't going good because they're running on fumes. And then when they go to church, they get up and they go, Pastor, $2 worth, please. <laughs> The man's got tanker cars on the inside. And people go, $2 worth, please. Anyway, nobody here. Nobody here. But, <laughs> but anyway, be being filled. Don't take a chance on getting along. See, we, can, we, we ought to look at our lives. We ought to treat our life like a sponge. We have an option. Okay? We can either stay dry and absorb everything that goes on around us. Poverty, symptoms flu, colds, you know, depression. We can, let, we can be like a dry sponge, and whatever we get around, we're going we're gonna to absorb it and take it on. People say, I don't believe that. Well, stick with me. Or we can treat ourselves like a sponge and say, instead of staying dry, I'm going to stay so saturated that instead of absorbing anything, I'm going to slop over on anything around me. Yeah. I'm not going to have a hesitation to lay hands on somebody for healing because they got some horrible disease that's communicable. Did I get that right? English. There it is again. Anyway, I'm not going to be concerned about getting around somebody that's sick because it might get on me. He ain't going to get on me. What I've got is going to get on them. If I'm dry, I'll absorb it. If I'm full, I'll radiate on it. That's the difference. So, thus I say, when Paul said, be not drunk with wine, we're in his excess, but being, being filled. We need to be keeping our tanks filled. Now, I uh, decided one time to study that word filled. I know it's a deep Greek word, but anyway, I thought I want to know when he says be being filled, what does he mean by filled? So I looked it up and the word filled and in the Strong's Concordance, you know, the Greek language, the word filled means to be imbued. Helped you too, didn't it? <laughs> Man, I looked it up and then I had to find out what imbued means. So I looked up imbued, it means, it means permeated, saturated, or influenced. See, we ought to have so much Holy Ghost in us that we are permeated, we're saturated, and we're influenced. If we stay full, our life will be continually influenced. It's not just to get a good feeling in a Sunday night service. It's to get so full of the Holy Ghost on a daily basis that I'm always under the, you know, I mean, some people, they get pulled over in a car, and they, they're under the wrong influence, and they, they might get a free night's room and board. <laughs> 
But I tell you what, you and I ought to be influenced by the Holy Ghost all the time. But the only way to be influenced by Him is to be so saturated by Him. Now, again, um, saturated. Uh, you know what? Either you got the Holy Ghost or you don't. No, there's always room for more. Amen. Always room for more. Like, for instance, in, in the saturation point, um, think about the uh, 19th chapter. I'm, I'm going to get to a scripture and start here in a minute. But think about the 19th chapter of the book of Acts when Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus, finding certain disciples, and you know, he said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed, and, and so on. Then we get down to verses 11 and 12, and it said, and God wrought special miracles through the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought to the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the diseases departed from him, and the evil spirits went out of him. Well, you know, God didn't, uh, Paul didn't do that, God did that. God wrought the miracles through Paul. Paul didn't do that. God did that. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if he did it through Paul's hands, he'll do it through, he'll do it through other people's hands. And I like the fact, you know, I used to think, wouldn't it be wonderful to have so many miracles that you had to figure out which ones are regular miracles, which ones are special miracles, you know. Paul, and God wrought special miracles. But I got to thinking about that one day, and I thought, maybe special isn't the, the, the quality of the miracle. Maybe it's the delivery of the miracle. Maybe it's the way it operated. Why did he call it a special miracle? Because Paul's got all these miracles. He's got so many miracles that they have to call some special. But what Paul did was he, he <clears throat> excuse me, he would, uh, in this, at least in this one case, I don't know if it did it anymore or not, but in this one case, Paul was flowing. There was a tangible, perceptible to the touch anointing that flowed through his life. And God still does that today. Oh, I won't get into that right now. But God still does that today because it wasn't Paul, it was God. Jesus flowed in that, okay? But he said, he said, whatever I do, you should do also, John 14. So anyway, so there's this tangible, perceptible to the touch, anointing presence of God. I tell you, sometimes you feel it, sometimes you don't. I see sometimes people, we're in a, we're in a healing line, and sometimes people, there's a, a lady just uh, in the last week, um, this lady, I'm telling you, I stopped, and all of a sudden I said, I said, I'm telling you right now, the Holy Ghost all over you. She said, yeah, and I said, in fact, it's in your spine. She said, yeah. I said, in fact, it feels like fire going up and down your spine, doesn't it? She said, yes, it does. Well, it felt like fire to her. Sometimes people just, the Holy Ghost get on them, they'll just shake all over. Sometimes people just feels like fire. Sometimes it'll blow through like wind. So, but it's tangible, perceptible. Not always, it doesn't mean if you don't feel it, it ain't there. It just means that sometimes you will, it will, um, it will uh, manifest itself to your senses. Yeah. So, so, um, um, you know, uh, Paul, they, they, he's ministering to people for healing in their bodies. He's got this tangible anointing that works in his life through the call that's on him. He's got a ministry of laying on of hands, if you want to term it that way. And uh, it must be there were people that needed healing in their bodies and they couldn't get to him. And so all of a sudden, God gives him this great idea. And for the people that can't get to where Paul is, he starts taking handkerchiefs or aprons. And then he starts putting his hands on those handkerchiefs or aprons. And they'd operate like storage batteries. And before long, those handkerchiefs or aprons would get saturated with that anointing, and then they could take those cloths and take them to people anywhere else in the world they could get to and put them on their bodies, and it was like a storage battery, and Paul didn't have to go all over the countryside. He could lay hands on cloths when that anointing's flowing. They could take that and put it on people's bodies, and the same anointing that's flowing out of his hands into the cloth would go out of the cloth into their bodies, and people would get healed, delivered, set free. Sickness would depart. Evil spirits would go out. We just, actually, we just, uh, this last week, 
we got word about a, a, a little eight-year-old boy that was in, uh, in the hospital. And um, um, he, uh, he's from Tulsa, but he's in another city in the hospital, and they were about to do brain, uh, brain surgery. He'd already had about a year or so ago uh, one brain tumor removed, and it, it grew back. And they were, he's scheduled to go into surgery to do another, uh, take out another tumor. Well, we got word about it, so uh, just had unction. Just had unction. We had the church gather around. We just we got a we got a we had like a little quilt we had that we have a lady makes for us, scriptures embroidered on it. We took one of those and we just prayed over that. I'm telling you, the anointing of God just saturated that thing. We contacted the mother. She said, "Yeah, I know what that is. I know exactly what that is. Please, please send one." So we overnighted it, and she texted a lady in our church, and she said, "I opened the box," and she said, "I felt the presence of God come out of the box and hit me when I when I opened that thing up. I took it out and I laid it on my son. He wants to sleep with it on him every night, and said he when I put it on him, he said he felt warmth going into his body. Well, see, it's that tangible anointing. But think about it: if God can saturate a piece of cloth in the ministry of Paul, think what He can do for a human." in this house tonight. Pretty good deal. How about another good illustration? <laughs> I got a decent message. I don't know if we're going to get to it or not. But how about another, how about another example? What about if you go back to um, the, the, the ministry of Elijah and Elisha? Remember Elijah was major prophet in the land starting in 1 Kings 17th chapter. He's a major prophet in the land and, and uh, you know, Fast forward a little bit, and, and uh, God tells him, go anoint this one to be king, go anoint this one to be king, and then go anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat of Abel Mahola, to stand in your room or to take your place. And, of course, he went and he found Elisha plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and, and he with the 12th, and he went and cast his mantle on him. Mantle is a picture of the prophet's anointing in the Old Testament. Cast his mantle on him and then took it back. So Elisha, he, you know, they, they, they take all the you know, the plow and break it up and start a fire and they kill the oxen and have a big barbecue for everybody and, and he leaves. And he starts following, and he goes with Elijah for, we figure somewhere between 12 and 15 years, he's just taking care of him. He's washing his donkey and carrying his suitcases and he's just, he's stepped into the helps ministry, okay? And finally, Elijah is about ready to leave. It's over in 2 Kings, the second chapter. He's about ready to leave. He's gonna get caught up in that chariot of fire. He's leaving. And he turns to Elisha before he leaves and he says, paraphrase, he says, you've been so faithful, what do you want? That's a pretty good deal. That's when you find out what somebody's made of. You've been so faithful, what do you want? You want me to you, you know, speak to kings you know, about you? Or you, you want some wealth? You want some extra suits of clothes? What is it you want? Well, Elisha said, all I want is a double portion of your spirit. Well, he, you know, you can't have his spirit. What he means, the spirit of God, which is the anointing. All I want is a double portion of what's on you. He said, well, you've, you've done hard in asking, but if you see me when I go, you'll get it. Now, now Elisha's going to stick to him like a coat of paint. He said, if you see me, he slept with one eye open. It's like, uh-uh, you are not leaving. You're not leaving this place. You are not leaving this planet. You are not getting out of here until I get my double. Now, that doesn't mean you hang around somebody and you're going to get their anointing. Right. Now, he got that anointing by, by call. God told him, he said, you go, you go anoint him to take your place. It isn't like, well, you follow a prophet around, you're going to be a prophet. No, you're probably going to be a non-prophet. But, <laughs> but, 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 
But we see this situation where he said, now, he said, what do you want? He said, in other words, I'm already going to have what you got, but I want double what you got. I see, I've seen what you've got change people's lives. If I get a double, I can help double the people. His motivation was right. So, you know, of course, we see the whole story where they cross over the river and they get to the other side, cross Jordan and get to the other side. And, and, and uh, suddenly here comes the chariot of fire and the horsemen thereof and so on. And, and Elijah, you know, he... he uh, he, he steps into that, and he's getting caught up in this chariot of fire. He's leaving, taking his body with him. And before he leaves, he, you know, what if the guy wouldn't have been standing there? What if he'd have said, I'm tired of this game. I'm, not, I'm just not hanging out with you today. That, that mantle would have fallen down there. Nobody would have got it. But he threw it over the side and just happened to throw it over where Elisha was. Elijah went, Elisha went over, picked it up, walked over to the river, wrapped it together, and he said, where's the Lord God of Elijah? He'd been watching that mantle for 15 years. He doesn't care if the man's gone. He's got the mantle. Smites the river, and it went hither and thither. It's King James for both directions, okay? <laughs> and he went, he went over on dry ground. And, of course, we know that he went out. And then we see the whole ministry starting in 2 Kings. We see the whole ministry of Elisha. Now I'm headed somewhere with this. We're still on saturation. So they get down to the end, and Elisha... You know, he dies, and they take his body, they put it in a tomb, and so on. And um, down the road a ways, the Israelites were being attacked by the Philistines, and there was a man that was killed in battle. Well, his friends, they can't, they can't take the body with them because they're running for their lives, so they found this tomb over here, and they rolled the stone back, and they lowered their friend down in there who is dead. They lowered him down in, but what they didn't do is they didn't look at the inscription on the tombstone. Because what happened when Elisha died, he had exactly twice as many miracles as Elijah, but he's one short. He didn't look at the inscription on the tomb that said, here lies Elisha, one miracle short. <laughs> and when they lowered that body down in there, here is Elisha, still on saturation. Here's Elisha down there. He's been there so long, his body's gone. There's nothing left but bones and when they lower this guy down there, when his body lands on those bones, there was such a residue of the anointing of God in his bones. His bones were so saturated, that man was raised from the dead. And can't you just look and see those friends that lowered him down in there running for their lives? And they look back and they see their friend going, wait for me, wait for, wait, wait for me, wait for me. I, I found some bones down there and they were saturated bones. And then they had to take one miracle short off the tombstone. You know, if God can saturate an Old Testament prophet's bones, don't you think he can saturate a New Testament believer? Yes. Permeate, saturate, imbue, influence. So anyway, that's what this is all about. Now, I don't know about you. I plan to get my dose tonight. Yes. You know, I mean, I lay hands on people. If folks don't mind, even if they do mind, I'm going to do it anyway. But I'll tell you, when the anointing flows through, I take a little bit of it on the way. I just... Uh, and sometimes there are folks who just won't take theirs. I've seen folks just won't take it. And I say, all right, Lord, if they won't take it, I get theirs too. Some just, they just back away and they just don't want to yield to it. That's fine. I'll say, I'll, I'll get a double out of that. Amen. You understand what I'm saying. I, I'm hungry. I need, I need the presence of God. There's nothing substitute. So anyway, so let's just cover a couple scriptures and we'll start right in. Hallelujah. How many have come to get something tonight? Amen. How many plan to go home with something that you didn't come with? Amen. There's a song you say, well, just one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for me. That's my, that's my theory in life. 
just one dose is just not enough. I'll always take more. I'll take all I can get. People say, well, either you got the Holy Ghost or you don't. No, no, no. There's always room for more. Always room for a saturation. Always room for a saturation. If you can get saturated with rain and the Holy Ghost is compared to rain, if you can get saturated with rain, you can get saturated with the Holy Ghost. So now, we'll just, uh, just we'll, we'll cover a few scriptures. Starting over in, in uh, Romans, the, the first chapter, and verse 10, verse 10, I believe it is, where um, Paul's writing to the Romans. He's writing to the Romans and he says, uh, verse 10, he says, Now making request, if by any means now at length, I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come to you. In other words, just plain old English. He says, man, I'm praying God will just get me, he'll just let me come to you. I'm praying that I could have not just a journey, I want a prosperous, I like prosperous journeys. Those are better ones. He says, I'm, I'm praying, I, I want a, pros, a prosperous journey by the will of God to come to you. Now he goes on and says, for I long to see you. Now we ought to learn something here. I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, some supernatural spiritual endowment, some dose of the Holy Ghost. I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to the end you might be established or made to stand. Now I know about you as a Christian, I want to be made to stand. Amen. Now, now again, I, I've had friends tell me this. I've had friends tell me, I, I don't need all that Holy Ghost stuff. Well, anytime they call him stuff, I know that they don't know him very well. He's not stuff. He's the third person of the Godhead. But I've had say, I don't need all that, you know, all that Holy Ghost, that wild stuff, and I don't, I don't need all that. I don't need all that stuff. I don't need, I don't need all that, you know, just all that emotion and all that. And, well, emotions are part of your being. If it hits those, it won't do you any harm, okay? But it's not an emotional experience. It's a spiritual impartation. It's what it is. But I've had friends, you know, so I don't need all that. I don't need a, I, I'm a word person. Just give me the word. Well... <laughs> First of all, what was one of Jesus' names? In the beginning was the Word. the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Jesus was called the Word. He was the Word. He is the Word. You look at Revelation, He'll always be the Word. How many miracles did the Word work before He went to the Jordan and the Holy Ghost came on Him? Right after that, He went, turned the water into wine at the marriage feast in Cain of Galilee, John 2, 11, said this beginning of miracles, this beginning of miracles Jesus did manifested forth his glory. He never, the word never worked a miracle till the Holy Ghost came on him. Amen. So if we think we don't need the Holy Ghost, we're sadly mistaken because even Jesus had to have the Holy Ghost to do miracles. God, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters, and God said, let there be light. And there was a God didn't say it until he had the confirmer out there to do it. Yeah. It's when the Word went out, and the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of God, and the Word connected, that's when light be. Amen. And we could, we could spend all evening on that. But it's always the Word and the Spirit coming together. But now think about this. If it was the Word alone that did it, and now I'm a Word person. Don't, don't, don't misunderstand me here. I'm a Word person. But think about this now. If the Word alone would do it, read that verse back there, Romans chapter 1, verses 10, 10 11, um, where Paul says, I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to the end you might be established. If it was just the, I mean, Paul, he just, he just, this is the letter to the Romans. This is the book of Romans. This, 
became a vital part of the New Testament Bible, the Pauline epistles. This, this, this letter he wrote to him, if it was the word only, Paul would have said, I'm sending you the book of Romans. Now you need to roam through Romans numerous times and just read it and 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 read it, and read it over and over again and therefore you'll have everything you need to be established. But he wrote them the book of Romans as a letter, but then he said, but I still want to see you. Because there's some things you're going to get by personal contact you're not going to get any other way. There's some deposits of the Holy Ghost. You need the Word, but sometimes there's dimensions of the Spirit of God that you only get being in His presence. Okay? Nothing replaces flesh and blood. Nothing replaces ministry gifts. Paul wrote the letter to him. He gave him the Word, but if, if the Word only was going to do it, he'd have said, just keep reading this. That's all you're going to need. But he said, man, I long to see you that I may impart to you. Now, he's not going around just giving people gifts, like, you know, Christmas time or something. I long to see that I may impart to you some spiritual gift, that I may pass on something to you that you might be established. Paul just knew. He didn't go around just giving, just, you know, tiptoeing through the, the church, giving people gifts. As he, no, he'd go in there and he'd, by the Holy Ghost, he'd let God use him through the, primarily through the laying out of hands to administer doses of the Holy Ghost into people's lives. It doesn't mean one gets a word of wisdom and one gets a word of knowledge. Nobody gets a spiritual gift like that. We get the Holy Ghost and He's got all nine. But nobody gets this gift. I tell you, I got this gift. I got this gift. Well, if you can turn it off and on anytime you want, stay away from me. <laughs> because those, the Bible said, 1 Corinthians 12, those all operate as the Spirit wills. You get the Holy Ghost, but He's got the manifestations. Okay? God gives you the gun, but He keeps the bullets. All right, the Holy Ghost is the... <laughs> Those only work when He says work. Make sense? So, where was I? Anyway, so, so, we're talking about getting saturated. We're talking about God making impartations, deposits of the Holy Ghost into our lives, which will cause us to be more established, made, made to steadily stand. And if there's anything in the Christian world we need today, it's believers that'll stand. No matter what comes along, after having done all to stand, stand therefore. The devil comes, I'm going to stand. Devils and demons, they come camp on my doorstep, I will stand. They better decide if they really want to mess with me today because I know how to stand. I am loaded with the Word and the Holy Ghost, and I am, I am equipped to stand steadily, and I am established by the Word and the Holy Ghost. Now, so you look back through there, and, and, and now... How do, how do we, we ought to live by God making deposits into our, you never, you cannot overdose on the Holy Ghost. We should always be conscious of contending for more encounters with the presence of God. Man, I can look back through, oh my goodness. We were at a meeting in uh, Colorado 20 some years ago now probably 22 years ago maybe. We were at a meeting in Colorado, week of meetings in, in just, you know, sitting in the services. And the, uh, actually it was Brother Hagen who was ministering and, and we were in those meetings and he got, one night he got the end of the service, he says, now I'm going to lay hands on every minister in the place. Well, <laughs> I'm running to the front. You don't have to invite me twice. Because I'm, I'm hungry. I need everything I can get. We all do. So anyway, there's a lot of us there that night. And, and uh, I'm telling you, you know, I thought, well, I'll just go get a good dose of the Holy Ghost. I'm not looking for a word. That's, if I get one, great. You know, I'm glad when I don't get one. You want me to explain that? I'm glad. I used to go to every meeting I went to uh, wanting, a, wanting a word. 
And after one of these days, uh, one day I was reading where Paul wrote to Timothy and said, talked about the prophecies that went before him, that by them he might war good warfare. I suddenly associated words and warfare. <laughs> and I thought, and I noticed every time I got a word, now I don't want to scare anybody, don't misunderstand me. <laughs> but I got to noticing that every time I'd get one, I'm going to have to stand on that. <laughs> now that's not a bad thing. But... Then I'd go to meetings and everybody would get a word but me. And I thought, thank you, Jesus. I must not need one. Hallelujah. That's just what's wonderful. They all needed one and I'm not going to. This is going to be a good week. But now. <laughs> but don't misunderstand me. Thank God. Despise not prophesying. So I'm not saying it in a, in a negative way. I'm just saying if you don't get one, you don't have to weep about it. So where was I? I have no idea where I was. I may just have to go start over again. I don't know. But, but, yeah, thank you. Good job. So, uh, we're in this meeting in Colorado, and, and uh, man, he, he's laying hands. And I thought, well, I'll just go, you know, I'll just go get my dose tonight. He's invited me. I'm going. And he laid hands on him, and I'm about three quarters of the way down the line, right about down here. I'm telling you, it was like somebody hit me over the head with a baseball bat. Not pain-wise, but I went down under the power of God, and I laid there, and I, ooh, finally I kind of came to. I thought, man, I bet it's been five minutes. I, I better get up and get out of here. When I opened my eyes and sat up, I was the only one in the building. They'd closed the whole meeting down. The only one left was my wife, and she was about to leave. <laughs> And I thought, wow, that, but I'll tell you what, it was, I didn't know I needed an encounter, but I'll tell you what, it, it just, it just got in and adjusted some things in my life that just did me so much good. One encounter. Now, you know, you may not be on the floor for an hour and a half or two hours or 10 minutes or whatever, maybe not at all. But I'll tell you what, there's just something about getting an extra, just an extra dose of the spirit of God. There's, there's plenty to go around. Okay. And, uh, but, but, um, you go back through and, and, you know, God has done so much. Paul said, I, want, I, I long to see that I may impart something to you. I need deposits. I need impartations of the Holy Ghost. I've got to have it on a regular basis. You know, once every five years, just doesn't do it for me. I was in another meeting. Same thing. Brother Hagen was laying hands on people. I was up on the platform in a church in Fort Worth, Texas. And, and uh, I don't remember a whole lot about it except he called my wife and myself up there on the platform of the church. And, uh, and, you know, it had been a long service. Half the people had already left. And it was just a bunch, you know, the, the, the crazy few that were left. And the, they weren't going home without getting something. So we're up there. And, and Brother Hagin had somebody standing behind him to keep him steady. And he had somebody behind my wife and somebody behind me. And, uh, you know, in case we went down, he laid hands on us. And all of a sudden, Brother Hagin went down. I'll put it this way. The guy, I went down. My wife went down under the power of God. Both of our catchers went down underneath us, so we had some padding. <laughs> Brother Hagen, Brother Hagen fell down on top of us, and then a very, very large individual that was keeping him on his feet came down on top of him. So, and we all just laid there. I thought, oh, if somebody get up, I could breathe. <laughs> But, but all I can say is it was such a presence. He, after the service, he looked at me. He said, did you pull me down? I said, no, I wouldn't do that. He said, well, just like something grabbed hold of something on the inside of me and pulled me down. I thought, well, I didn't do it with my hands, but I sure did do it with my spirit. I was, I was going there for a dose. And, but every one of those, you know, I don't know about you, but I can look back and I see, the, I see the, 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 the road maps. I see the signposts on my life. 
the mile markers on my life. And, and I don't mean this wrong, but I look at the major changes in my life, and it hasn't, went, it hasn't necessarily been when I went and heard somebody preach a, a stem winder of a message. I need that. I've got to have that. I live on that. But those aren't the signposts in my road. The signposts are when I had an encounter with the Holy Ghost, when God made a deposit to ignite all the word that he'd been putting on the inside of me. Somebody says, made the statement, when the Holy Ghost has freedom to move, that's when your manifestation will have the opportunity to catch up with your confession. But now, and I'll try to wrap this up here in a couple minutes. Now, if you go through, now, now how's God going to make these deposits? Well, I, you know, instead of reading back through, how about Elijah and Elisha? What did he say? He said, if you see me when I go, you'll get it. Sometimes... God will increase the dose of the Holy Ghost on your life in some capacity simply by association. I'm cautious who I hang around. I want to know that it's people that that we can connect and I can get something from them or they can get something from me, but I don't like hanging around people where I'm concerned that something might get off on me from them. I'm not good with that, okay? And, and uh, you know, so by association, Elisha got a double. He already had the call, but he got a double simply by the, the prophet said, if you see me when I go, you get a double. And he did. And some things come just simply by association. Yeah. There, there are people that they've been gone for, uh, I've been reading some books lately. Uh, there are people that have been gone for almost 100 years, but they wrote some things down. i got some books I've been feeding on lately. And I'm telling you, I'll get to reading those books, and I'm just, it's the Holy Ghost just getting all over me. And that whatever was written in those pages still contains the same truth in the Spirit of God. I'm just by, so, I associate with some of these people. I'm not going to get their gift. But I'll tell you what, I can get an increase of some things just by association. Well, then you go back through, how about just by the presence of God? Now, that's what we need to know. You can get a good dose of the Spirit of God. You don't always have to have hands laid on you. You can get a good dose of the Holy Ghost just by getting where He's flowing. Numbers, the 11th chapter. Um, Moses, was he, he said, God, he said, God, I can't take care of these 3 million people. This thing's too big for me. Please just kill me. Just let me go home. This is, this is killing me. You're killing me. This is a slow death. Lord, just let me go home. This, I'm, I, can, I, I can't handle this. I got, I got a church of three million and not one of them is born again. That would be a horrible thing. Okay. God, this isn't working. God said, no, I got a better idea. Choose out 70 that you consider to be leaders and bring them into where I'm going to meet with you. And when, when I show up by my presence, 11th chapter Numbers, when I show up by my presence, I'll take some of what's on you and I will put it on them. And he did, and God did, and they did, and they all started prophesying. So in other words, what was on Moses, there a dose of that got on these 70 because he didn't say lay hands on them. He just said, get them in, choose out faithful people and get them in the presence of Almighty God. And when they get in that presence... Well, I've been in meetings, like I said, the one service, I didn't even know if I liked that stuff. And I found myself under the chairs in the second row. Didn't know how I got there. I've been under many chairs since then. (laughs) All right? So the presence of God, association. um, uh, Then, then, just for the sake of time, we'll just jump on over. The one that we're more familiar with is if you look back at the 27th chapter of the book of Numbers, God to- spoke to Moses and he said, put your, get Joshua out here and, and, and put, your, put some honor on him. Put your hands on him. 
Didn't say an awful lot more, but then you get to Deuteronomy 24th or 34th chapter. At the very end it says, And Joshua was filled with the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him. Yeah. Think about that. God just said, take him out there, put your... Sometimes you lay hands on folks. Sometimes God will deal with us to lay hands on folks, and we don't have any idea why. Apparently it's none of our business. But I'll tell you, I've watched how God will do that. And sometimes God will put something on somebody's life. He'll stir something up that's been there for a long time. He'll break something off. I have such a great confidence in the anointing of God to break any yoke of bondage, destroy the yoke of bondage, make deposits into our lives. And, uh, you know, John Lake, John G. Lake, I've read his books for years. He, was, he left this earth a long time ago. Missionary to South Africa, came back and started healing rooms up in Spokane, Washington. But... Uh, he was a brilliant, he was a scientist and a businessman and a minister and so on. But he, he studied this and he said, he said uh, electricity is God's power in the natural, the Holy Ghost is God's power in the supernatural. In other words, if you can, if you can take electricity and kind of point it the right direction for a benefit to somebody, then you can work with the Holy Ghost and kind of take that and point it towards somebody and let it be a blessing to their lives. You don't control the Holy Ghost, but you can cooperate with Him. And He's always out to bless people. And I've read John Lake's stuff. My goodness, he's doing these meetings in Johannesburg area many hundred years ago now. And he said one night, he said, uh, he said he had this great confidence of what the, the anointing of God would do in people's lives. Fella came in coming up the center aisle one night. I think the guy's life, his wife had come to the meeting, gotten saved, and he didn't like it. So he came, he's going to bust the meeting up. Big guy. He came in, he's going to break the meeting up, and he's going to go after Dr. Lake. Okay? He comes in the back door, and he's heading right down the center aisle, and Brother Lake doesn't like anybody messing with his message. So he just pointed at the guy like that. So he said when he did, the guy fell over like that, like a sack of potatoes, hit the floor and laid there the entire service. Couldn't get up, tried to get up, couldn't get up. Finally, the ushers went at the very end of the service, got him up, got him born again, filled with the Holy Ghost. And they said, what happened? He said, I don't know. I came to break the meeting up, and I was going to beat up on that preacher guy. And he said, when he pointed his finger at me, he said, all I can say was like somebody shot me in the chest. He said, I felt like I'd been shot. I hit the floor, and he said, I couldn't get up until I was ready to make Jesus Lord of my life. He's, he, was having, he had a laying on a hand service one time. I love this. He's laying hands on people for healing. He's in South Africa. And he said he's laying hands on people. And he said, uh, he'd start laying hands on people. And he said, they didn't just fall. He said, they flew over the front row into the second row. He said, their chairs going everywhere. Bodies going back into the second row. He said, I stopped. I said, dear Lord, what is this? What's going on? What does this mean? He, he said, the Holy Ghost said, now, I, I would love to hear this. I haven't, but I would love to hear. The Holy Ghost said, you're giving them too much. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I pray to God we'll have ministers that'll have to hear that in the days we're in right now. Oh, why are people flying back to the third row? You're giving them too much. I want to be on the other end. Go, here. Give me a double here. I want, I, I want some too much. He said, well, what do I do about that? He said, you're giving them too much. He says, you're putting your whole hand on them. He said, the anointing's too strong. Just put one finger on them and you get them healed. Wow. So he started going by just putting one finger on people's foreheads and they're getting healed just clear down the line. People get healed and set free. But he had a great confidence in the anointing of God. Oh, we could go on and on with this. I, I've got stories enough, uh, but I'll finish with this one. My wife says, when I say that, it means absolutely nothing. But, <laughs> but she's not here. So anyway... Are we live streaming? 
I might hear about that. <laughs> Can I stay here a couple more days? <laughs> <laughs> now, I messed myself up again. I know where I was going with that. Isn't it horrible when you mess yourself up? You just, you just throw yourself up. Anyway, um, um, yeah, I was, well, we covered all kinds of things about John Lake. and Yeah, okay. I know if I stick with it long enough, it'll come back. Uh, when I went to Bible school, it was 1974, graduated in 1975. There were 58 of us there as students. And, and um, man, this was all new for, new for me. I'd never been around anything like this. Things I heard that year changed my life. I, I saw spiritual gifts in operation on a consistent basis. I saw, I saw um, Brother Hagen flowing and uh, I saw discerning of spirits operate. The angel came to talk to him in one of our services one morning. Mom and Papa Goodwin, you probably haven't heard of them, but I saw them, oh my goodness, flowing with what the ministry of tongues and interpretation. Just, I mean, amazing accuracy of things. This went on for nine months. We get to the end. Brother Hagin said, come back tomorrow, everybody, get ready, come back tomorrow, we're going to have a laying on of hand service. Going to lay hands on every one of you, we're going to launch you out of here. Going to have an impartation service. I don't know what that is, never been around that in my life, but I thought, everything else here has been good, I'll take whatever it is. We come back the next day, he lines all of us up, you know, took about two or three lines to get all of us in there, but... He said, uh, and I still remember, he, he started laying hands on us. This is our launching service just before we graduate. And I, I still remember, he stood up there at the very beginning, and he began to pray. He said, now, Lord, as uh, we lay our hands upon these, these graduates, as we lay our hands upon these launching out into the ministry that you've called them to, Lord, I, I, I pray that you'll impart to them. He's, and I'm thinking, whoa, 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 hey, rewind a little bit. What is this? He said, I pray that you'll impart to them whatever spiritual endowments, endowments they're going to need for what you call them to do. I pray whatever spiritual gifts you need to operate in their lives, that you'll deposit that into their lives. I pray, Father, that whatever equipment they need to obey you in the days to come, I pray that by the impartation of the Holy Ghost, you'll deposit that into their lives today. Now, again, this is all new to me. And then he said, and... And I pray that that same spirit of faith that you put in my life so many years ago will get on them. That you'll deposit that same spirit of faith into their lives that you put in me so many years ago. And they'll be able to walk. By. Well, now he said that. And I thought, now I don't know about anything else, but I've watched, I've watched his faith walk. And I, Lord, I, I want that. Well, I didn't fall. I didn't feel anything. I didn't get any goosebumps. He just laid hands on us. We went home. But I'll tell you, I'd, I'd heard faith taught. 101 different directions in a nine-month period. I'd heard everybody. I heard Kenneth Copeland. I heard Dr. Fred Price. I've heard uh, John Osteen. I, you name it. We, these were everybody before they were anybody. Well, this was the beginning of the Word of Faith movement. They all came and taught us. And uh, all I know is about two or three weeks later, all of a sudden, it was like something went off like fireworks on the inside of me. And suddenly, everything that looked impossible was possible. All of a sudden, it was like nothing was impossible. All of a sudden, it's like, I, I can believe the horns off a billy goat. I'm telling you what, you, I don't care what the devil says, he's going to lose. I don't care. It's something went off on the inside of me, and I suddenly, suddenly realized it wasn't the formula of faith. It was a spirit of faith. It was a mentality that I cannot be defeated, and I'm never going to quit. Something like that. So, said all I'd say, we're going to have a laying on hand service tonight. I'm really basically a nice guy. You can just ask my wife. I'm basically a nice guy, and I'd, I'd give you anything. I've had people come up to me and say, Brother, I want your gift. Say, get away from me. You can't have my gift. i got years to go. You can't have mine. I need mine. You get your own. <laughs> but seriously now, I've had, you know, um, uh, 
I'd, I'd do anything I could. I, if I, if it's up to me, I'd give you any deposit I could. But it's not up to me what you get. Number one, it's up to God. Number two, it's up to you. Amen. All I can do is supply the hands. It's kind of, my best illustration. It's kind of like a jumper cables. You get a dead battery in your car. You don't throw the car out. You just bring a, a, a strong battery up next to you, but you still got to connect them, and you need jumper cables. Okay? Well, God's got all the charge we need. Most of us need all the charge He's got. Sometimes all we need is a set of jumper cables in the middle. So I volunteer. <laughs> I, I'll be the jumper cables. I'll lay hands on you and expect God to just give you a good dose of the Holy Ghost. If you need healing in your body, take it. If you need wisdom, take it. If you need direction, take it. You know, don't, don't say, well, uh, you know, what am I going to get? You're probably going to get what you believe God for. Okay? So anyway, so we're going to have a laying on of hand service. So I think we all ought to stand to our feet. And so this end, it's not going to take a long time because I'm not going to ask you what you need. I'm not going to ask you what you want. It's none of my business. Paul didn't just go give people what they wanted. He just went and deposited through the laying on of hands what God told Timothy. Stir up the gift that's in you by, that was given you by the laying on of hands of the Presbytery. In other words, he got filled with the Holy Ghost through the laying on of hands. The ministry equipment he had came through the laying on of hands. Okay? Well, let's just believe God for whatever it is we need in our lives. Let's just believe God. Say, I want, I want mine tonight. I want what I need to make me a blessing. This is, not just, this is not just to entertain me. This is to make me a blessing. This is to better equip me to be a blessing to the people I'm going to come in contact with. And if you do that, don't be surprised if God puts you in contact with somebody that needs prayer, needs to have hands laid on for healing. Don't be surprised if God takes you up on it and says, okay, all right, you want to be used? Let's go. All right? So, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the Holy Ghost. Lord, I thank you for this church. I thank you for the hunger in this church. Father, I pray that everybody in here, everybody in here get a dose of the Holy Ghost, get an impartation in me. I pray, Father, everybody gets saturated. I pray I even get some of that. I want to get saturated. I thank you for it. But everybody in here, there's more than enough to go around. There's more than enough Holy Ghost to saturate everybody in the building and still reach the other 7 billion on the earth. There's plenty of Holy Ghost. He was poured out on all flesh. So I thank you, Lord, through the, through the uh, ministry of laying on of hands, through that, through that particular equipment, through the ministry of laying on of hands, I thank you, Lord, for saturating every person in this place that so desires. And even if there are folks watching over the Internet, I pray by the presence of God, they'll get a dose of something. I pray it'll move right into their room where they're watching, right through the Internet. I pray that that'll work in their lives, no matter where they are. If they're in another nation, in another city or state, I pray they'll get the same dose we get here. Amen. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So right now, how many say, I, I, want, a, I want a dose of that? I, I, want a, I want a dose of the Holy Ghost. Just wave your hand up. Now, again, if you don't, that's fine. Nobody's going to criticize you. Nobody, you know, it's, 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 this is optional. Okay? If you don't want yours, I want it. So anyway, but this is optional. So how do we do this? Um, um, I, let, I can let the ushers organize this. Or um, which group wants to be first? <laughs> well, the center section gets it. All right. So if you just come on down here, we'll let the ushers just line everybody up and... and um, <coughs> And, and trust me, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you fall or don't fall. It doesn't matter if you get goosebumps or don't get goosebumps. It doesn't matter if you feel something or don't feel something. Hallelujah. What matters is what you take. 
You just, you just take something. You know, re, you just grab it like a dog on a bone. Say, I, that's, I'm taking that now. Hallelujah. Is that everybody? Well, I guess we can. All right. Father, in the wonderful name of Jesus, I thank you now for the tangible anointing. Not just the healing anointing, but that laying on of hands, that, that laying on, ministry of laying on of hands. I pray, Father. I ask you, I ask you, dear Lord, to deposit in each one, as the Apostle Paul said, I long to see that I may impart. Well, Lord, I know I can't impart. Only you can do it. But you're just looking for hands and faith. So I offer those two to you, and we'll see where it goes from there. But I thank you, Father. In the, oh, Jesus. My goodness, yes. Thank you for saturating my brother from the top of his head, the soles of his feet. Thank you, Lord, for saturating my sister. Woo, my sister. In the, oh, yeah, there you go. In the name. In the name. In the name. In the, <laughs> in the name of Jesus. There you go. Wow. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. There you go. Oh, saturate. Thank you, Lord, for saturating them. Impart, impart, impart. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In the name. Oh, saturator. In the name. In the name. Hallelujah. Thank you for. Whoo, thank you. Impart. Impart. Oh, from the. Yeah, I know. That's good, isn't it? Glory to God. I thank you, Lord. Saturate my dear sister. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. In the name. In the name. Yes, in the name. 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 Whoa, yeah. In the name. In the name. In the oh, in the in the Yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. In the, oh, there you go. In the Nahasa Pase Kusta. Yeah. In the name. Whoa. Hallelujah. Oh, we're just we're just hitting first gear here. Hallelujah. This is just, just. And, you know, now let me let me help you with something here. Don't wait till you get up here to start drinking. <laughs> you know, people in the world they just they just find a way to start partaking anytime they can. They don't wait till they get to a convenient spot. Well, the church ought to be smarter than that. Don't wait till you get up here. Start partaking back there. Start just partaking. Say, Lord, I want mine now. I take, I take some. I take some. I take some now. I take some. Just, oh goodness. Oh, thank you, Lord. Glory, glory. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Impart. Yeah. Saturate. Saturate. In the name. 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 Hallelujah. I think I remember Robin here. I think I remember her being in a Holy Ghost meeting in Tulsa years ago. And the Holy Ghost got on her so strong, we weren't even having a laying on a hands place. I think she got her back healed right in the middle. I mean, just out there in the presence of God. When she gets up, I'll ask her if that's correct. And when she gets up, she'll go back down for a while. She's going to get her tank filled up. Hallelujah. In the name. Oh, there you go. Oh, we almost missed you, didn't we? <laughs> Not oh, Jesus. Whoa. Full, full. Oh, full. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Full. Full. Yeah. Full. Oh, hallelujah. Hi. 
Can I pray for you? Yeah. Is that all right? Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah. Full, full, full. Yeah. There you go. My goodness. Yes. In the name. 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 Woo. Hallelujah. Full, full. Yeah, from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Saturated. Saturated. Hallelujah. In the Nahabasgnosta. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, there you oh, there you go. Us. Yeah, I know it. Yeah, glory to God. Full, full, full. Hallelujah. There you go, brother. In the name. In the name. In the saturated. 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 Hallelujah. Saturated. Take some more. Right there. Oh my. Oh, Pakasunista. Kashinista goze bush too. Saturate. That's good. She's taking a double. I can t- I t- yeah. That'll do you some good. Besides that, it'll help you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh. It's getting all over you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go ahead and take some more while you're at it. <laughs> Got room down there? Okay. Oh, my. Kasunusta. Full. Mm. Oh. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Are you hungry for God? Yes. You are, aren't you? It's all over you. That's good. Father, thank you for... Shoo! Saturate her. Wow. Yeah. You too. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. Mmm. Full. 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 Mmm. Full. Oh, there you go. In the name. In the name. In the name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the Mahasakostevaste. In the name. Full, 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 full. Oh, there you go. Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Thank you. There you go. Full, 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 full. Mm, in the name. In the name. In the name. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. There you go. Oh, there you go. My goodness. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. There you go. Amasa Kosa Pravistaka. Hallelujah. In the name. In the name. In the name. Mm, mm, mm. 
Yeah, in the name. In the, oh, there you go. In the, yeah. In the, in the, in the, oh, in the name. Full, 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 full. Thank you, Lord. Well, I think we ought to lift our hands and just give him praise. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Woo. Did you get what you came for? Amen. Ah, are you sure? There's a little more right there. Watch him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you. Oh. Ooh. Goodness. My word. Kind of like fire. Oh. Mm. Mm. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. Fire. Mm. There you go. Oh, goodness. It's like fire shut up in my bones. Oh, oh. Woo. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, thank you, Lord. Mm, 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 mm. Saturate. <laughs> In the name, in the name, in the name, in the name. There you go, there you go, there you go. Take all you want. In the, there you go, in the name. Woo, plenty to go around. In the name. In the name. Mm-hmm. Full. Oh, full. Full. Ha-ha, Pascanita. In the, ah, yeah, there you go, there you go, there you go. From the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Saturate, 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 saturate. In a mahaso costa, pashe kaste, ha, 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 in the anomoskani, in Jesus' name. There you go. Oh, yeah, just take all you want. Yeah. Hi. Oh, there you go. Yeah. You want to do it again? No. You always got some folks who want to double, you know? Step up here. Step right up here. Step, step right up, up here. here. Yeah, step right you up do here. do it again? Sure. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Show. Full, 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 full. <laughs> Hallelujah. There you go. My goodness. Yes. Glory to God. <laughs> <laughs>
Glory. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. In the name. In the, oh, there you go. In the name. How you doing over here? I take it that's good? Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, for these young ladies. Thank you for making Holy Ghost deposits into their life. There you go. There you Yeah. In the, in the, in the, in the, whoa, in the name. In the, in the name. Fill them up. Fill them up to overflowing in Jesus' name, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Deposits of the Holy Ghost. Spiritual impartations into their lives. Thank you for it in the wonderful name of Jesus, Father. In the wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, dear Father. May they never be the same. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory. Oh, glory. My goodness, yes. Saturate. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, my cansul cose da baste casito. Oh, shoo. Hallelujah. Glory. Yeah. Oh, there, my goodness, there you go. some of that. You ought to be shouting with her. You know, it's a good time to join in. Yes. 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 Yeah, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. That's a victory shout. 
That's a shout of victory. That's what they did going around the walls. That's a victory shout. Woo! Glory. Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Yeah. Woo! Fire. Full. you go. Full. Full. Lord, fill my brother up. Overflow. 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 Hallelujah. Yeah, there. Oh, there you go. Impart. 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 Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, in the Namahasa case. Ooh, there you go. Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you too. Yeah, there you go. Oh, my goodness. There you go. Hi. Might as well start out young, don't you think? Huh? Hi. 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 Oh yeah, there you oh there you go. There you go. There. That's exactly right. Yeah. Uh-huh, I know that. Yeah. That too. Huh. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Full, 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 full. <laughs> it's good. Good stuff. I tell you, the world's got nothing over on us. They just, they just, when going gets tough, they just belly up to the bar, spend all their money, get sick, wake up with a hangover, takes all their money, messes up their home, messes up their family. No good things ever taken place because of alcohol. They go up and just get all they can and then go back next night, start all over, all over again just to see if they feel just as miserable the next morning. What we get, we just come right up to the gates of heaven. We, we get loaded with the Holy Ghost. It doesn't take your family apart, it melts it together. It doesn't steal your money, it blesses you. It doesn't, doesn't make you sick, it heals your body. It doesn't give you a hangover, it gives you victory. Hallelujah. We got the real, we got the real deal. And we had it first. Didn't we? We had it first. This is what Adam and Eve had in the garden, I think. I don't know, I wasn't there. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Take some more. You're up to about 80%. Go on up to about 90. Two dollars worth, please. No, there you Oh, yeah. Shoo, there you go. My goodness. Yes, 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 yes. Full, 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 full. Full. 
There you, oh my, kasuna say master kanista ka. Shu paskane, chau paskanandesta. Full, full. Hi, how you doing? You doing all right? Good. Are you hungry for God? You are, aren't you? Yeah, that's good. Then you'll always be that way. I like that. Full, full, full. Can I pray for you? Is that all right? He'll catch you. You're all right. He's a good catcher. Oh, Jesus, my. Oh, oh, there, my goodness, there you go. I'll tell you, some of you, it's like lightning. My word. Yeah, yeah, you got that right. There you go, brother. My word. Oops. Fire. Fire. How you doing? You doing good? Can I pray for you? That's why you're up here, huh? Okay. Oh, thank you, Lord. My goodness, yes. Saturator. Saturate. Saturate. Saturator. Thank you. In the name. Oh, in there, in the name. My goodness. In the, in the, in the name. Hmm. Oh, impart. Oh, my, yes. Impart. Part. Huh. Hallelujah. Glory. Glo glory. Glory. <laughs> Is she going to have a ride home? Just in case. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, I think we ought to sing something. Now, I'm not going to. I'll have mercy on everybody. But I think we ought to sing something. Who can, who can? Here you go. Yeah. Have you been in a, you know, yeah. Yeah, you ought to just sing. Oh, I don't care. Okay, you, you're the you're the you're the man. <laughs> One thing they don't want me to do is lead concerning music. I say I don't know the tunes, I don't know the words, I don't know the name. I just know what I like. My wife says, "Great," and you want me to set music up with that? I don't know. How you doing? Wonderful. Thank good. You. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Good. How you doing? You doing good? What's your name? Jonathan. Jonathan what? Jonathan Stevens. You got that pretty good. How old are you? Nine and a half. Not just nine. Nine and a half. Is that right? Yeah. Are you hungry for God? Yes. Are you always going to be that way? Oh, it's a good thing. All right. Oh, whoa. Jesus. My goodness. Saturate. In for Jonathan. Yeah, in the Hanamoske district. <laughs> full, 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 full. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah. Oh. Joshua knows. Joshua knows I'm the Holy Ghost. It's not enough for me. In the name. In the name. 
Oh, just one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for me. Just one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for me. Just one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for me. Just one dose is not enough for me. Just like that. Oh, just one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for me. Just one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for me. Just one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for me. Just one dose is not enough for me. One more time, say. Just one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for me. Just one dose of the Holy Ghost is not enough for me. Just one dose of the Holy Ghost. Drink my fill of the Holy Ghost. Drink in God's new wine. You say with me, I'm gonna drink my fill. Holy Ghost, I'm gonna drink my fill. Holy Ghost, I'm gonna drink my fill. Holy Ghost, drink in God's new. Drink my fill of the 
matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. I said, no matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. No matter what the weapon is, I want you to know that I win. The weapon is, I want you to know that I win. Come on, shake with us. I win, 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 I Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. 
What has he done for you? He healed my body. He touched my mind. He saved me.
there's a healing wave came in there's a healing presence that moved in it, it, now you you may have already gotten your healing just coming up here but if you haven't just reach up your hands right now and say I'll take that I take my healing now I take my healing now I receive it now in the name of Jesus I receive my healing now from the top of my head to the soles of my feet from the wonderful presence of the master the Lord Jesus himself thank you Lord that you've imparted healing and health into my physical body peace into my mind. Thank you, Lord. People being set free from depressions. I thank you now, dear Father, in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. There's uh, diseases that are going away. Pain that's dissolving. Thank you for it, dear Father. All over the room, bodies are being mended. Joints are being loosened up. Hallelujah. Kidney infections are going away. Thank you for it, dear Father. Hallelujah. Pinched nerves are being loosened up. Glory to God. Bodies being made whole from the tops of our heads to the soles of our feet all over this room. Thank you, Lord, for your wonderful, wonderful, wonderful healing virtue. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, there's uh, that case with the, the confusion in the mind. I take authority over that. In the name of Jesus, that's got to go. Thank you, dear Father. Oh, those clouds of depression. I, I adjure those and I command those to cease and desist. In the name of Jesus, I, I loose them and I let them go by the power of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Glory to God. 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 Jaws are being healed. Up in the jaw. Being healed now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. All over. All over. All over. All over the bodies. All over the bodies. Hallelujah. 
Now we receive it. We thank you for it in the wonderful name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ah, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Blessed, blessed, blessed be the name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, I understand this is primarily a believer's kind of a meeting. But, you know, in case there's somebody in here that just happened to sneak in and you really don't know Jesus, your life's not right with God. You know it. God knows it. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that, but let's get it fixed. If you're here tonight and you say, Brother Mark, I, I, uh, I need to get things right with God. My life just isn't right. Just not right. It's not right. My heart's grown cold toward God. Maybe you've never been saved, or maybe you've been saved, but you're away from God. You're like what we call backslidden. If that's you, wave your hand at me. Say, Brother Mark, I need to come back. I need to get my life right with God tonight. In this atmosphere, I want to come, I want to come running back to Him. Maybe you say, well, I, you know, I mean, I got a good dose of the Holy Ghost, but I've never been filled with the Spirit, with the initial evidence, the first evidence of speaking in this heavenly language. I've never done that. If that's you, wave your hand at me. I want to pray for you. Anybody here on either one of those? Anybody? Got somebody over here? Good, good, good. Well, come down here. Come down here. Don't wait any longer. I, I, think, there's a, I think there's a few more. I think there's a few more. Might as well join the rest of us. You're either you're just not right with God. Things aren't right. They're just not right between you and God. Your heart's grown cold toward Him. Or you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Well, I believe I'm filled, but I've never spoken. Well, why stop halfway? Why, why turn down that supernatural communication with God where you speak divine secrets to God? Anybody else? Anybody else? God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, what did you come down here for? Hallelujah. Good, good, good. Praise God. What's your name? Scott. Scott. Yes, sir. Father, I thank you for Scott. Thank you. I thank you for Scott right now. Yes, thank you. Thank you, dear Father. It's your will. Yes, Father. You said the promises to you and to your children and all those that are far off, many as the Lord our God shall call. It, it belongs to him. Hallelujah. It's not, it's not a matter of talking you into it. He's just got to take it. That's it. And so, Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I could lead him on in and spend some time with him, but I have a sense that there's a good unction right now. All he's got to do is open his mouth and start speaking. Yes. In the name of Jesus. Now, now, say, Father, Father, I thank you, I thank you that I'm born again. I'm born again. Jesus is my Lord. Jesus is my Lord. You're yes, Je Lord Jesus, you're Lord of my life. Jesus, you're Lord of my life. And now, I receive the fullness, the fullness of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit Lord. with the evidence. Yes, Lord. With the evidence. Yes, with the evidence of speaking, speaking in a heavenly language. A heavenly language. I receive that now. I receive that. It's now. mine now. It's mine now. And all I gotta do is yield. All I do is yield. I gotta just yield now. Yield, so I yield. Yes, Lord. So I yield. Follow I yield. me. So I, I yield, yield now. I yield now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now yes. just begin to speak out. There's some stuff that's coming. Just go ahead and speak that out. Quit thinking English, just kick it into neutral and start speaking out whatever he gives to you. Thank you, dear Father. There it is right there. It's on the tip of your tongue. Yeah, but I don't want it to be me. Well, it's going to be you because he's got to use your voice. He'll give you the words, you give him your voice. In the name. In the name. There you go. In the name of Jesus. Just the name of Jesus. In the
saturation that makes a difference. Now, yeah, keep going. You're all right. You're just talking to God. We'll leave you alone. Now, let me just real quickly, we won't take time here, but real quickly, check, check, you know, say, I'm walking by faith. I, I, that's great. Wonderful. But check your body and, and when you check your body and when you see that there's a change in your physical condition somewhere, just check it. Move what you couldn't move, bend what you couldn't bend, do what you couldn't do. And when you see there's a difference, wave your hand at me. Okay. There's difference, all right? I know there's more, hallelujah. There's difference, all right, who else? Over here, hallelujah. I, I know there's some pains that are gone, glory to God. Somebody's been battling migraine headaches, you'll never have another one in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah, glory to God. There's, there's, there's people being healed all over, hallelujah. Now, again, one more time. Check and see. If you're as, as a partial or total change in your physical condition, just wave your hand. I'm not going to have you come down here. I'm not going to have you testify. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, good. How many don't have a bit of change, but you know you've got it? Wave your hand at me. I don't feel a thing, but I don't have to feel a thing. When I don't feel it, he's moving. When I don't see it, he's moving. He never stops. He never stops working. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well... Hallelujah. Glory to God. I see. Well, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I curse that. I command that to cease and desist, disappear, dis <clears throat> dissipate and dry up, cease existing and leave her body in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Well, this is a fun place to hang out. I can tell you that much bunch of Holy Ghost partakers. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. A wonderful time here today. We hope you're inspired by today's message. If you want to hear more from the Word of God, head over to cwol.org. Check us out on YouTube or any social platform under at Seawall Madison. We believe God is working within you and we want you to know Him so you too can make Him known.